Hi everybody, it's Steve Dangle of the Steve Dangle Podcast. That's Mrs. Dangle who's trying to talk to me. Thank you. Okay, sorry, we're just, we're heading into a, like a, a party, a holiday party of sorts. Um, I'm outside right now, freezing, because Jesse asked for an intro, and I forgot to record one, so I'm doing it now. There's a truck. No, it's a Jeep. Just passed by. You might have heard it. I don't know. Uh, anyway, Jesse made an excellent best of for you, as he always does, and he's going to blare horns and stuff. Um, I think he has something from one of my videos, which is which is always a plus and, and wonderful. How was your Christmas? How was your holidays? I hope it was good. I, I hope your Christmas was good, and if you weren't celebrating Christmas, I hope, I hope you had a good time. My friends who, who don't, like they go on vacation and stuff, they make it sound like a blast. I don't know, so I, ho- I hope you had that, and I hope you enjoy this special best of edition of the Steve Dangle Podcast. I'm going to go inside now. This is Jacob Smallwood, and you're listening to the Steve Dangle Podcast. episode of the Steve Dangle podcast for 2018. Thank you for taking time out of your busy holiday season to listen to me ramble in a room by myself. We will be back to new episodes next week, two times a week, as per usual, talking hockey and nonsense. Before we get into the best of for this week, I do have three pieces of audio to play for you. One from Steve, one from Adam, and one from Steve and Adam. The first one is on a Sadder note, as I'm sure you're well aware, Johnny Bauer passed away this week. The tributes that have been coming out all week about Johnny Bauer have just been so touching. And Steve also threw up a video on his channel about Johnny, which I'm going to play for you right now. And if you want to watch the visuals, head up to Steve's YouTube channel. The video's right there. I'm sure you're already subscribed. Here is Steve Dangle remembering Johnny Bauer. Hey everyone, I hope your Christmas was good and I hope your Boxing Day was full of at least decent parking. I was really hoping the next time I'd get to talk to you would be under cheerier circumstances, but as you know, we've experienced a loss. I'm sure most of you saw this Lance Hornby tweet. Johnny Bauer has passed away at age 93. A family statement coming shortly. Well, as it turned out, it wouldn't just be a family statement. Everyone had something to say about Johnny Bauer. Hornby's timeline was littered with quotes about him from Brendan Shanahan, George Armstrong, Dick Duff. Seriously, at SonHornby on Twitter, you should just check out his timeline and click on some of the stuff he's written. Lance is just a quiet pro. And you know what? It's obviously very sad. I'm sure a lot of Leafs Nation shed some tears over this. The one that did it for me was the Flinter posted the video of when Johnny Bauer got his jersey retired at the Leafs home opener for the 16-17 season. Watch that at your own peril. It's an amazing moment, but just mm, right in the feels. And look, death is sad. But at the end of the day, 
we all got to go sometime. So it's about what you do with your life while you have it. Johnny Bauer lived the kind of life we should all hope to live. He's beloved by Leaf fans, but again, he was 93. His last season in the National Hockey League is when he played one game in the 1969-1970 season. For many of us, we're not even old enough to have seen Johnny Bauer play in our lifetime. And for some of us, your parents aren't even old enough to have remembered seeing Johnny Bauer play. And yet, He's beloved. Of course, he was an incredible player. He won two Vezina trophies and four Stanley Cups. But if we haven't seen him play other than short clips that you see every now and then, why is he so beloved? That's because fans didn't just love Johnny Bauer the player, they loved Johnny Bauer the person. You might have heard me joke in the past that Johnny Bauer has the most worthless autograph in hockey. That's not because he's not great or he's not important, it's because his autograph isn't rare at all. Anyone who asked, he would sign. So many fans, young and old, have had the pleasure of seeing Johnny Bauer live in person and sometimes even getting to meet him because he made himself so accessible to the public. Anytime you ask anybody, especially Leaf fans, about Johnny Bauer, they won't give you this big extravagant story. Oh, I remember when Johnny Bauer did this or Johnny Bauer said that. But again, everyone seems to love him. And anyone who's ever met him will just tell you the same thing. Oh, I met Johnny Bauer. He was so nice. Oh, he was always willing to give you some of his time. Vesna Trophy, Stanley Cups, those things are amazing. But Johnny Bauer's true legacy in hockey and in the world is kindness. We should all do our best to live our life like Johnny Bauer lived his. Selfless, generous, gentle, and kind. So if you have a few spare moments, look up some things about Johnny Bauer. Look up his numbers, look up some footage, maybe look up some interviews. And if life comes at you on a breakaway, go for a diving poke check. Rest in peace, Mr. Bauer. Our next piece of audio is from 2010. For some reason, Steve sent this to our group chat. I don't know where he found it, but it's of Steve doing a hit on Adam's first incarnation of his radio show on KISS 92.5. Steve was doing updates for the Vancouver 2010 Olympics, and he did a hit on Adam's show. And we have the audio, and it's magical. KISS 92.5 Olympic Update. Steve Dangle of NikeTraining.ca is the official KISS reporter at the Olympics. And uh, what, what is that? Adam, did they get the message uh, loud enough for you? I'm pretty sure they did. That's unbelievable. What a game. These fans are chomping at the bit for Russia. Canada maybe didn't get the ending that they want, allowing that late uh, 2-1-0 goal. But for the most part, Roberto Luongo was amazing in net. The Sydney Crosby, Eric Stahl, again the line, new for this game. But man, were they ever clicking. Iggy with two goals. Stahl feeding Crosby with a beautiful tip. And these guys cannot wait for a piece of Ovechkin in the Russians. So how does this set up Team Canada for tomorrow against the Russians? You know what? The Russians are an excellent team. And to be quite frank, coming into the tournament, I, I thought Russia might have it. They played like garbage. And uh, they're going to really have to bring it against Canada. And Canada's going to have to bring it right back. Does that mean, do you think we can take this? I'm, think, I'm thinking it, it's going to be one for the ages. And you know what? It's just a shame that it's the quarterfinal. Steve Dangle, the official KISS reporter from the games and of Nike training.ca thank you thank you adam we'll see you tomorrow against russia and finally we have adam wilde wishing everyone a merry christmas and before you listen i just want to remind you that adam once called calves 
Backshins. Yes, he called calves Backshins. Here is his Christmas greeting. Hi, this is Adam Wilde, host of the Steve Dangle podcast with Steve Dangle and Adam Wilde and also Jesse Blake. What you're about to listen to is a compilation of some of the worst stuff we did this year. I'm not even fully sure why you listened to it. And I hope that your holiday season has been fantastic and not like a, like a heavy backpack full of weights just driving you into the ground like you haven't scored in 20 games or like you're carrying around a backpack full of actual weights and nobody's quite sure why you're doing it but you don't want to take it off because you're weird. Anyway, enjoy. Uh, what happened to Mitch Marner? Last two games, he's been on absolute fire. And it seems like, wow, there's Mitch Marner from last year. Babcock nailed it. Like an 800-pound gorilla came off his back with one goal. One goal, and it was like you couldn't friggin' stop him. And confidence is a very funny thing. It's, you know, they talk about like, hard work and grit and heart, you know, being the thing that like analytics don't take into account. You you know, there is something to the idea that analytics aren't everything. And everyone who plays with them at all knows that's true, but um, it's, it's just confidence mentality. Like, I, I don't even know exactly how to describe it. It's, it's not about how brave he is or how hard he works. I, Mitch Marner's probably been working harder over the last couple of months than he has uh, in his you know short pro career because he was just trying to get out of it. Um, but it's, it was just a mental weight. You ever just have a mental weight sitting on your brain? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like walking around with a backpack full of weights uh, on. Like it, it's, you're trying to go about your daily life and it's just not it's just the bugging same. you. It's always there. Yeah. I think it was great how you used uh, a backpack, backpack full of weights for a mental As weight. As I said it, I'm like, I'm an idiot. I'm a <laughs> fucking moron. That's going to be my mental weight for the rest of the day. I'm going to be sitting on the Don Valley Parkway today going, backpack full of weights, Steve. Really? As soon as you said it, I was like, show? Uh, Steve. Well, Steve. It's, it's a they, mental weight. It's like a backpack full of weights. They didn't give you, you a friggin' Dick. To be I'm fair, they, they didn't give you a show. You gave it to yourself. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, they would have never given you a show. Stupid idiot. Get in if you're gonna get in. You got your signal on. I hate this. Before we get to the next best of clip, I mentioned in the previous episode in the last best of that I was wondering how it felt to be a Chicago Cubs fan and finally win the World Series. And I actually received some responses. And one of the more impassioned ones was Jeremy Bosco, a listener who slid into my DMs, and he wrote this. He said, Just listen to the new best of, and being a diehard Cubs fan, I thought I'd share my experience of when they won the World Series. The feeling when they finally did it was impossible to put into words. I'm 21 years old, so most of my life they have been pretty bad, except for 2003, which ended terribly. The Cubs have had a few major collapses in their history, with 1984 being a bad one. That collapse broke my dad's heart, and he has always told stories about how good that team was and how painful it was when they blew it. 
I always thought I understood what he meant, but I realized I didn't until Raja Davis hit that home run to tie game seven. Uh, Jesse here now. Yeah, so Raja Davis hit a home run for uh, Cleveland to tie the game against the Cubs in the 2016 World Series. Now back to Jeremy. While in absolute shock, my first thought in that moment was, oh my God, this is my 1984. This is what my dad was talking about. I feel like I became a true Cubs fan in that moment, as every adult Cubs fan had gone through heartbreak with the team, and I hadn't until that moment. Except this time, it didn't end there. They got the lead back, and when the game was over, I'm certain that the feelings and emotions I felt will never be matched for the rest of my life. Maybe the birth of my first child will match it. Yeah, Jeremy, I think it will. I had trouble breathing, I couldn't speak, and the look in my dad's eyes was something I'll probably never see again. Wow, that that gives me tingles. What I'll always remember was him saying that my grandpa can rest in peace now. My grandpa passed away in 1997. Even now, over one year later, it still doesn't feel real that they actually did it. I also received a response from uh, Sarah, also on Twitter. She said, you asked what it was like for diehard Cubs fans when they won the World Series. And she said, well, I almost had an asthma attack and I sat on the floor and cried for about 10 minutes. Here's a photo. She sent a nice photo. And she says, I imagine this will be Steve when the Leafs win. And I imagine it will be much longer than 10 minutes, probably 10 years of crying in hyperventilation. Our next best of clip was requested by Fayaz. I hope I'm saying that correctly. He wrote on Twitter, he said, please put on the house party bros in part two of the best of. I know it's not hockey related, but it's so funny. And I agree with you. And most of what we do is not hockey related, Fayaz. So no problem. Here it is. So I guess there's a problem, Steve, in Beverly Hills. And you're gonna have to put on your headphones for this one because we've got the new audio system. Are people floating around the world? So there is a problem in Beverly Hills uh, with partying. And Los Angeles City Council is trying to crack down on partying in Beverly Hills. I don't get it. I know, right? Uh, There's just these enormous houses and they're having enormous house parties and neighbors are complaining. And the LA LA City Council says, "We we can't condone this. We must crack down. We must be harder on the house parties in, in, in Beverly Hills. So, um, instead of, you know, focusing on the real shit that's happening in LA, let's focus on the house parties. I was about to say, uh, you know how you know life is good? Your number one problem is too much partying. Or maybe they're just ignoring the problems that are already there. Or maybe they're just dicks. Could be that too. Now, you said to Jess? I did. Okay. So, they're debating this at city council, and a couple of party bros got in there to protest because they wanted to let everybody know. Did they help? They helped. They wanted to let everybody know just how much house partying meant to them. Jesse, you got your headphones? All right. Now, everybody, uh, make sure your volume isn't up too loud because this is sort of a loud clip. Ooh, I can. Oh, I hear me too. Yeah, right? This right? is neat. Identify yourself. What up, council? My name is Chad Kroger. Um, I'm an activist and house stop, party stop, enthusiast. Stop. Dude, have you not heard of not, not Chad Kroger? <laughs> Obviously, can you? You gotta let the clip play, though, man. You, you gotta this listen. My girlfriend to Avril. Oh my god. Okay. What up, council? My name is Chad Kroger. Um, I'm an activist and house party enthusiast. <laughs> Over the past week, I've been in a state of deep despair upon hearing the news that L.A. is trying to outlaw house parties in the Hollywood Hills. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. House parties were the bedrock of my development <laughs> as a like young me. man in San... Here, I'll pull it back here. We gotta... 
parties were the bedrock. He sounds like Dave Chappelle's character, Lyle. Hi, everyone. I'm Lyle. I'm here in the streets of New York. He sounds a little like that. He sounds a little more like just like Sean Penn in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I think yeah. that's kind of what he is. That's L.A. You ready? L.A. Proxy. is like four syllables to House people House parties were the bedrock of my development as a young man in San Clemente. My first introduction to manhood came when the captain of my water polo team, Boomer Kingsley, asked me to shotgun a tall can of Bud Light in front of the whole squad at his end-of-the-season bash. His parents bash. were in Tahoe at the time, so we tore that weekend up. It was epic, and I was super stoked. My newfound confidence gave me the courage to ask out the most popular girl in school, Lauren Stockholder, to prom that year. She rejected me, and I had to go with Stacey McMillan. But I didn't care, because I was so amped on chugging with my boys. That's what house parties do. Raging at house parties is the truest way to party. He got 90 seconds. Way to go, Chad. Okay, here, if I was the judge, here's where I would have cut it off. Can you do it at the beginning? You want me to play the whole damn clip again? No, we're not no, playing no, the whole No, 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 no. I'm, I'm telling you, here's where I would have cut it off. Okay. I'm an activist and house no, party see, enthusiast. That's not far back enough. Identify yourself. What up, counsel? My Enough. name is Chad Kroger. <laughs> what up, counsel? Enough. Get out of my courtroom. Get out of my courtroom. What up, counsel? Get out. He's not the only one. He's not? There's a follow-up. See, that's the only one I've seen. Well, no, there's another one. There's a second guy. I need this. Aging at house parties is, is the truth. Next. Is Boomer the other Next guy? Next speaker, please he come and identify yourself. It definitely should have been What up, Anders. counsel? My name Okay, you're never going to hear I'm this. I'm sorry. I know you want to make jokes and stuff, but you got to hear it. You got to hear it. I don't like you know what's funnier than this clip? Adam trying to get you to get through the clip. No. Because you're missing all the jokes, man. You know what, Adam? One day, you're going to have a bunch of little whippersnappers running around the house, and you're going to have to fiddle with them as you get their winter boots on and shove their reluctant arms through a winter jacket. And you're going to be like, I'm prepared for this scenario See, because I got Steve back on track well, for all those years. You and Caprice are ex- essentially the same. Are we impossible children, we, Adam? We can't. I cannot get either of you to pay attention to anything for very long. And like for, for last night, we were, I put on South Park, uh, you know, on the Crave app. Yeah. And I, I put it on. Never heard of it. And Oh, never heard of that. On the on the Crabs. streamings on, on Show the, Me on the Show Me app. Yep. Oh, I read about that in ELA. So anyway, <laughs> ELA. Uh, anyway, I I uh, I I have I put South Park on, and she's like, "Oh, great!" I'm like, "I'm going to play for you some of the classic Christmas episodes I grew up with because some of them are so great." So Woodland Critter Christmas, which is one of the funny. Have you ever seen that? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's the best thing ever. We watched Mr. Han- the original Mr. Hankey, which by the way is so funny. Like, go back and watch the first Christmas episode. That it's fucking hilarious. Uh, but I made Caprice put her phone down. I'm like, you are not, you are not putting, looking at your phone for this because you'll not get, you won't get it. And there's great shows that we watch, but because she keeps searching Instagram for some reason, she goes, oh, I didn't even like that show. I don't even get it. I'm like, because you were watching the show. So it's like, I, I deal with this all the time. And Jesse, when I play Jesse a funny clip, he sits there and he listens mm. and then he laughs and he doesn't say anything. Are you saying he listens listen and he laughs? <laughs> Jesse's my piece, is what I'm saying. Oh, Jesse keeps me grounded. I can watch things for two minutes. <laughs> I have difficulty. I got through The Force Awakens on Saturday because wow. I had most of Jesse's bottle of wine. There you go. See, but I don't, I don't even know about that. It's performance enhancing. Oh. That's right. That's true. Can you do it sober? 
I don't Mr. know if Mark wine McGuire. drunk is the way to do the Force Awakens. I don't know that it's not. <laughs> you know what? The you one study I did proved that it was, so <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you guys are onto something. All right, here, here we go with the second All row. Right, for that 10-minute detour yeah. from this two-minute clip. Yeah, no, my God. Oh, my God. It makes me. It just makes me sad when I when I, I know something's hilarious and then no one listens to it. I'm like, listen! Because, okay. You know what you need to do to get my attention I, every I, time I do this? Just go like this. Just do the impossible kid thing. Just slide under your chair. All right, all right. I need to get bruises. I'm gonna have to do it all the time. I don't think you should do that. <laughs> no, you think it's don't, bad for my health? Don't help? listen to him. Right, yeah, as go. I was doing it, I'm like, ah! Second guy. What hey, up, counsel? My name is JT Parr. I am also here to defend parties in the Hollywood Hills. I grew up like most kids, worried I couldn't bench two plates, that I wouldn't fit in, that I wouldn't find love. Then I discovered partying, and suddenly all those worries went to the wayside. I didn't need love. I had keg stands. <laughs> I discovered I was great at raging, and it revealed wonderful things about myself. I could relate to bros, regardless of what kind of bro they were. I could be at a party and moon people, and everyone would laugh. You know, be witty. Or I could play beer pong and compete with real integrity. In short, I fulfilled my potential. If you outlaw house parties, you may keep the volume down, but an externality is that you may keep people from bonding. America needs bonding. People need to put aside their differences and find common joy. There's no more effective environment for that than a freaking rager. This is the best exemplified in me and Chad's relationship. We were star-crossed. He a surfer, me a bodyboarder. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to welcome you to L.A. Council's Bill and Ted's Excellent uh, Adventure. Identify- Dude. It's really good, right? Please play just the first... Five seconds again. That was a such an unexpected line and so Identify funny. yourself. What up, Council? My name is JT Parr. I am also here to defend parties in the Hollywood Hills. I grew up like most kids, worried I couldn't bench two plates, that I wouldn't fit in, that I wouldn't find love. Then I discovered partying, oh and suddenly all oh, those worries went to all the All I needed was bench two plates. <laughs> that's a good line, eh? <laughs> I grew up like most kids. I grew up now, like is most he talking kids. about benching two plates on either side? Yeah, yo. yeah. Oh, you can't bench two plates? I can't. No, no, I can't. Yeah. I, was, I was like, Jesus, you can? No. I no, can, look at, no, look at me. I can do trying. more than a plate on each side. I don't know. I don't do my max, because doing your max is a good way to hurt yourself. Yes. It's dumb. Yep. Don't one even rep me, and then you're done don't even get me yeah started. great workout no do three so, set four sets of ten the guy I workout with was or easy. don't do that you know just do what you want for your life it's uh the gym is a great way to bond with your bros the guy I, I work bro- out with I bond with my <laughs> my bros Adam Adam and Jesse and Chad I'm just so happy that we could all be party enthusiasts and have a great time as bros I don't know where I would be without keg stands. That's how we bonded for the first time. That's true. America needs bonding. He said freaking in court. Yeah. <laughs> freaking rager. Freaking rager. If you didn't know that we have a Reddit page, we have a Reddit page. It's our Steve Dangle. And Coltron57 wrote underneath the thread possible clips for Thursday show. Diamondbacks will be on there, I'd imagine. And guess what, Coltron? You imagined correctly, because this next clip is exactly that. Jim Diamond, he'll get you. I guess it was after the whole Spectre born thing. 
we're going, oh, the PHWA can dish it out, but they can't take it. And all this stuff. And I'm like, wait, again, again. Mark Spector does not represent that whole organization. No, and you know how many <laughs> might people be the are president. in the PHWA? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. It's crazy. There's a lot of people. A lot of people. And again, what does this have to do with Nashville? If it was a Nashville writer that went after Bourne, yeah, that would make sense. If Jim Diamond was like, yeah, Justin Bourne, well, your backhand sucks. (laughs) No match for my backhand. I call it the diamond back because it'll get you. But the, the, the diamond back. No. Because it'll get you. Yeah. No one is a match for Jim Diamondback Diamond. Why did I make him into like Jake the Snake Roberts? I don't know. I don't know why the diamond back will get you either. It will get you. I don't I don't know. Get it? Because it's like a snake or something, I think. Mm, or is no. it a spider? I don't remember. I don't think oh, a diamondback is a thing. I think it, the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's gotta mean something. It's not the back of a diamond. I don't think. <laughs> to all do the writers you, though. To all the writers who do listen to this show, let me just say this. We, we love you! We we know you guys Some, I'm kidding. Yeah, no. It's a fucking hard gig. And I have all the respect in the world for people who yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, How many of them right now are going, I'm not going to take shit from some asshole who works from home in his pajamas? <laughs> well, that's fine. Whatever. Listen. In his, in his empire <laughs> in his of toys. Like a diamondback is, is, is a, it a snake. It's a rattlesnake. Yeah. It'll get you. It'll, it'll the get Jim you. Jim Diamondback you. Diamond backhander. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the diamond backhander. <laughs> Diamond back. All right. It'll get you. No, if he had said it. Can we sell t shirts that say the diamond back? Yeah. And give him none of the royalties. None. The diamond back will get you. And put Jim's face on it. But just like cartoon eyes a little bit. Yeah. And copyright, it's fine. And then socks. Yeah. Diamond back socks. Diamond back socks. Back socks. We'll just call them back socks. Same. All right, so Diamondback said Socks something, coming next Christmas. If he had yeah. said something, it would have been. No, yeah. we're, we'll rush order those right now. <laughs> the Listen. people shall have their Diamondback Socks. They'll get you. <laughs> They'll get you. <laughs> oh, go go out and get them before they get you. Back Socks. <laughs> Diamondback Socks. Diamondback Socks. <laughs> Yeah, but once they're popular enough, people will shorten it to Back Socks. Uh, uh, right. But the full official name is Jim Diamond Back Socks. Yes. Yes. Like a great 90s skating rink DJ, we're taking requests all night. And this next one is for Lucas, who tweeted me and asked for the clip of us explaining that Connor McDavid will spend his 21st birthday in Las Vegas. Now, this clip originally appeared on our YouTube channel, uh, the profile is YouTube.com. I think it's just slash Steve Dangle podcast where you can watch the podcast if you weren't aware. And you could watch this clip as well. Connor McDavid spending his 21st birthday in Vegas. <laughs> Fun um, fact pointed out on our Reddit regarding Vegas. Uh, on January 13th, the Oilers play Vegas. Okay. January 13th is Connor McDavid's 21st birthday. Oh. <laughs> What is the Oilers' next game? <laughs> I, can, I can check. But um, slam like, dunk victory. That's scheduling on purpose. Yeah. Right? Well, like Leafs on New Year's Eve. 
Yeah. Again, there's the NHL or Vegas or both going, people from Toronto will spend money on this. Hmm. Who is most likely to fly to Ve- Lee fans? <laughs> Lee fans every time. Easily. So give us money, idiot. So January 13th, a Saturday. Edmonton plays Vegas on Connor McDavid's 21st birthday. Yep. They don't play again for another week. <laughs> That's not fair. That's hilarious. That's not fair. That's hilarious. <laughs> I guess they know he's going to be really hungover. Wow. <laughs> they gave him a week off. They play Vancouver next Saturday. Man. <laughs> That's wow. Cool. That's actually insane. Anyways. So get a full six days off. That's hilarious. Oh, I'm staying a couple days in Vegas then. A little oh, bit. 21st birthday. A little bit. Millionaire hockey player. Now, <laughs> if the Oilers don't get back on track, is that going to be McDavid's? They went on a fishing trip. How could they? Remember that? Remember? The last goal he ever scored won Edmonton the game against Vegas. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> As I was saying, and I'm like, that's like the song. No, but remember the, the Leafs uh, uh, scandal last year with the fishing oh, trip? Oh, yes, in Florida. Yep. Yeah. And a couple of years ago, when they were losing all these games, they posted a video of them at Disney World. Mm-hmm. And everyone went, what? what? Or Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Heavens, I'm sorry, Does California. anybody get in trouble this year? Partying in Vegas? Do you think a, a story comes out? Ooh. And if that It doesn't happens, come out. It doesn't come out. No? I'm sure, they, I'm sure they do get in trouble. I don't think a story comes out. No. Okay. They want to get away from that reputation. The NHL wouldn't want that coming out. That would be a private also, matter. I feel like in Vegas, no one cares who you are. No, they don't. Just if you're being a dick, get out. Mm-hmm. Just get out. Oh, you're just one of a thousand celebrities acting yeah. like a drunk idiot. It's, it's stories always break. It's like, oh, they were at a bar in Edmonton, Chattanooga. They were, yeah, they were at a, yeah. <laughs> Because they got sent to the AHL or something. <laughs> ECHL. Yeah. Where is Chattanooga? Chattanooga in the... Uh, I haven't heard of Chattanooga since Bugs Bunny cartoons. Is it not in uh, New York State? Sure. I believe you. I believe you if you told me it was in Arizona. But no, it's always in somewhere a little more nondescript. The last story I can read... Chattanooga, really... Tennessee. My bad. There you go. <laughs> I heard a rumor of an unnamed NHL player getting into a potential police altercation in Calgary. Hmm. That's that's one I heard. Um, the last leaf-related one I can think of was in LA. Mike Commissarek. Oh, there was there was that weird little awkward story that what happened? Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. I think he dropped somebody or maybe picked someone up who didn't want to be picked up allegedly. And there was it was it was messy. Hmm. Claude Drew, when he got in trouble. Did he punch for, a cop? Uh I uh, something like that. He that was in Ottawa. So like it you know, all this stuff about all oh, Vegas. It Things happens are anywhere. Crazy it happen in anywhere. Vegas. It's almost like like they do it. Like, it is the professional party town. They have it down to a science. Yeah, they're better at security. They're better at it. They're better at it. So I kind of feel like in terms of trouble, there might actually be less in Vegas. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yep. No, it does. Apparently, I'm really bad at my job. 
because I thought I had covered all the absolutely hilarious things in the first best of. And when I asked for requests, I thought I wasn't going to get anything. But here again, we have another request from Ainsley this time on Twitter, who said, I think Steve's reaction to the ruptured testicle would be great to add for the next best of. And I was like, holy shit, how did I forget that? So here's that clip. It is so freaking funny. A couple things I want to read from our Reddit page, because our Reddit page was amazing. After last episode, we got... We've had 53 comments so far on heinous sports injuries. I read a couple. I'm going to read a couple. Oh, okay. Hey, a couple people asked for a warning. Here's your warning. There. I don't know, because we got gross last week. So me setting it up wasn't the warning? I, I, people need to be hammered on the head. <laughs> you oh, I'm sorry me. that I had all the right intentions <laughs> in the world and fucked up anyway. I'm sorry. I'm sorry the story of my life just happened again. Had the option. This is from, uh, okay, this is from Lost Loyalty, who's clearly not loyal. Uh, had the option of going to the school dance or hockey practice in the ninth grade. Since I was afraid to talk to girls, I decided to go to practice. Our coach couldn't make it that night, so my dad ran the practice and decided the team needed to run through some hitting drills. First run, though, I was distracted by something, probably girls because I was 14, and got absolutely leveled by my teammate. I looked down at my arm, and it was literally bent in half. And shortly after, I took that's your elbow. And shortly after, I took a forty-five minute ambulance ride into the city to go to the hospital. Broken in three places, and I had nerve damage for many years to follow. That's nerve damage is crazy. You can't feel stuff. Yeah, yeah. That thank God um, that holy shit. I should have listened to Don Cherry and kept my head up. Also, asking girls to the dance didn't seem so scary after that. Sometimes you got to learn learn your lesson the hard way. Yeah, well, you probably asked a bunch of them to sign your cast. The great, so. see, the theory, you, the, what you should have looked at it is like this, okay? <laughs> you go to the school dance and you ask somebody to dance, guy or girl, the worst they can say is no. That's when my fear goes away. It's like, oh yeah, it's the worst they can do. I wish you would talk to me in grade six. My, my first ever dance, I didn't ask anyone to dance. I was too, I was too uh, scared. That's okay, man. But then you realized, Thanks, you figured it out. <laughs> Hockey, the worst thing that can happen to you is heinous injury, broken in three places, nerve damage for years to come. So you you got to take the lesser of two evils on that oh, one, I think. I didn't read that one. That's gross. I got another. Do one. you have the 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 rugby the war vet? No, I don't have that one. Hang on, I'll find him. here's a good one. Uh, Archduke of Squirrels ruptured my left testicle playing rugby in high school. Tackled a guy. I was actually paralyzed for a minute there. I couldn't talk. Tackled I- a guy. Got stepped on when the ruck formed over top. <laughs> Played another few minutes before asking for a sub. Went to the ER, where they said it would be fine after a bit. It later swelled up to the size of my fist, and I had surgery to fix it a week later. Stop the ride! (laughs) Here's this is my favorite line. He goes out with a bang on this story. How could he possibly? It gets better. It gets better. Still a little lumpy, but I'm told it's functional. What a great line. Still a little lumpy. He's got cleat marks in his testicle. <laughs> That's insane. So the guy who stepped on him. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to buy. I don't want to blow it time. all up today. So maybe we'll read a few more next episode. But damn. Right. Yeah. We couldn't possibly. I, I was like, hey, what about this one? No, we can't read that one because you we've just topped it. Wow. Wow. Was not ready for that. Um, hey, you ever play uh, NHL as uh, be a GM mode? Yeah. Yeah. 
my favorite. Sometimes players are out for a very long time. What are some of the injuries you've seen your players get? Uh, in NHL 2000, Alex Selivanov had a sports hernia, and he was out three to four months. Wow. Because he had to have, yeah. He was my fourth line right winger. I saw a player, I swear to God, and I wish I knew how to screen cap back then. In NHL 2001, they were sidelined with a ruptured testicle. No. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear we gotta look everything. that up. What smartass was wrote it EA? that into the game? Was it EA? Yeah. yeah. We, we should I talk to... I think it was NHL 2001. Talk to Rammer. Well, Tom, that Sean Ram, Ram Jensen. No, but he'd be able is to go pre, back... pre-Rammer? He would be... Yeah, of course it is, but he would be able to go back and see if that's actually truly the case. I swear. I swear. I'm sure Rammer could find Well... Here's how I would justify it if I was them. It's an injury that has been suffered sure. on an NHL playing well, surface. I don't think you have to justify it. Why wouldn't you justify it? Mm. No, but like, oh, why'd you have to put the... Well, happened to Mike Richter. It's supposed to be realistic. Uh, I got your ruptured testicle answer. <laughs> In NHL 2001, <clears throat> uh, this is a wiki article. This is a walkthrough slash frequently asked questions article from 2001. Wow. On IGN. Oh my God. Someone listed all of the possible injuries in the game. And one of them, let me just find it where it is. One of them is zero to one weeks. You can be out with a ruptured testicle. Zero to one weeks, my ass. <laughs> By ruptured testicle, I'm, I might retire. Zero to one right. lifetimes. Oh, yeah. How much do you like hockey? I don't. You can also man, be I out. I don't know if I like anything that much. You can also be out with a scrotal contusion. For zero to one. Well, Goddamn! That sounds wow. awful. So yeah, you did not make that up. That happened in your game in NHL 2001. And I remember seeing it, and I was home alone, and I remember I just wanted to be like, why is no one here to share this experience with me? Jesse, you have mad research skills, by the way. Shout that was out. quick. That was... Ronan Murphy. Um, Ronan. <laughs> their username was Alaska Fox, and they created this on April 14, 2001. Shout out. Hopefully you're doing something cool with your life. Imagine how long it would have taken so. to create that back then. <laughs> like how, oh, my God. A no, document no, that no. I was just typing into a Word document. No, but I'm just talking. But, like, you know, you know, probably had to dial up the internet. Uh, and, yeah, you know what I mean? Whole, <laughs> wait for it to yeah, load. Yeah. Find a server. Like, it's yeah. not like GoDaddy existed, right? How many yeah. times did he try to post that when someone answered the phone? <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> Nobody fucking called me! Mom! <laughs> I'm writing about that was contusions on NHL 2001. Yes. Oh, no one's on the cover. Here's something else I forgot that happened until I was going back and researching for this best of. Bar Down with Adam Gong Show. It was the title of our October 12th episode. And in this next clip that you're about to hear, you'll hear a little bit of life advice from Adam and Steve. Adam's deep old man wisdom that he has at the ripe age of 29. That'll come out. But in the middle of it, you'll hear the hilarious scenario of Adam's reacting Leafs fan channel, Bar Down with Adam Gong Show. Uh, <laughs> the last topic that we have on the docket, which is weird because we normally takes us a little bit longer to get through all the stuff that we wanted to get through. Um, Stendo press conference. Is uh, our buddy Dark Guy got himself yes. a show. Yes, he did. It's a radio show. Congratulations, Jason Con Maslico. Congratulations, Jason. What is Jason Maslico. Maslico. Now you know why he goes by Dark Guy. <laughs> or on Twitter, Maz. Um, no, congratulations to him. And I genuinely mean that. Uh, TSN, not allowed to talk about them. But uh, no, I'm going to because I want to congratulate him. And also, I saw some people angry that he got a show. And 
There's a term called mad online. <laughs> and I think these people are good people. They're just being mad online for no good reason. Um, <laughs> it's It was really interesting seeing the people who negatively received Dark Guy getting a show because I've been on both sides of the criticism. I've A lot of people don't think you deserve a show. A lot of people don't think I deserve a show. A lot of people don't think I deserve to be on Sportsnet, on their website, have my own podcast, etc., etc. Uh, so I understand, you know, who the hell is this guy? He just yells and he's some weird, he's some Leafs weirdo. That's what me and Dark Eye have in common. We're the freak in the room. So I get that. Um, then I also understand the mostly 20-somethings coming out and going, I busted my ass doing this, I busted my ass doing that, and this friggin' guy gets a show. I know because I've been down that road. Oh, look at this guy's got a show. This show's friggin' stinks. I could do a better show than that. Oh, look at this. Oh, friggin' oh man, our podcast that we've been doing for six months, we we're better than way we're way better than half of the stuff on the air on TSN, on Sportsnet, on everything. Like when I was an intern, I was a full time media critic. Oh, oh, did I know everything when I was 19? Oh, was I so smart? If you made me the program director of the fan when at I was 19, 19 <laughs> in 2007, shares, all around, yes, we would have been extremely successful. I don't know. I just, I know I get the frustration from some of you, the bitterness. Um, the, like, the reason I'm talking about that isn't just to go to bat for Dark Guy, it's, I, it's so familiar. The things you're saying are so familiar, and I've been down that road, and I've said those things, and I've felt that way, and you know where it got me? Nowhere. It was a waste of valuable time. What What are you getting out of this? Like, answer that. Just making yourself more angry. Making yourself more angry. What are you, impressing your friends with your little dart guy dart? Like, what are you, cute? What what are you accomplishing here? What are you putting into the world? Is it anything positive? After I just yelled and screamed <laughs> about Gary Bettman. Are you happy with your Gary Bettman dart? Yeah, I am. No, it's, but it's just he's taking an opportunity that you would never turn down. Never turn down. Uh, trust me, if, if he was a jerk, um, his little 15 minutes would have ended a very long time ago. People were waiting for something to come out about this guy. <laughs> like, what was the what was the guy at the presidential debate with the red sweater? Oh, Ken like, Bone. Ken Bone. Everybody's like Ken Bone. We have not found Reddit account. We have not found Dark Guy's Reddit account. <laughs> He's not Dark. Dark Guy is not Milkshake Duck. No, he yeah. is well. Like <laughs> some people were saying that because of uh, I think he said something about kneeling, and yeah, I disagree with him. Like, but. That has nothing to do with him getting a show. And it has nothing to do with the content of his character. No, and I assume it's going to be sponsored. It's going to be profitable. And, uh, like, it's not even the best time slot. I would question how many of the people criticizing him are listeners of that time slot on TSN. Uh, can I just be straight Let the guy with you? have a show. Let can the I guy have a you? show and let it be a neat story that he has a show, man. I think he'll, I don't know. And if he doesn't do a good job, what are they going to do? Keep it afloat? No, it's going to be like any other show on the air. It sinks or swims. If our podcast is shit 
and our listenership goes down, we become a lot less appealing. It's in radio, TV, online, podcast, doesn't matter, sink or swim. Yes, Adam. I want to tell you that this almost ruined my morning. It did. <laughs> I saw how mad he was. I was used to have seen it. so angry coming in. And if I shared my honest to God thoughts with you, which I won't, um, there would be many, many who disagree. You should uh, try getting a YouTube channel where you just scream. I'm sure it's cathartic. <laughs> it's so good for you, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You should review every Leafs game. You should. I think after you know, every that's Leafs a great, game, and you should record a what video. What would we call it, though? Like, because I'm a Leafs fan. Mm. So what am I doing after the game? Reacting Leafs fan. So R there L you go. F. Yeah, RLF. <laughs> it rolls off the it rolls off the tongue. Rolf. I think I Adam Wilde's Rolf on. channel. <laughs> and you know what's cool? I have a dog, so I could incorporate oh. her into some of the videos. Oh. But you can't you can't be Adam Wilde. No, you need, you need no. a. You need I need a, a hockey name. name. Yeah. I think you know, like a Adam, Deke. Adam Snipe show. Yeah, Adam maybe. Adam Deke. Adam Deke. Adam Adam Gong Show, <laughs> and we'll call it Gong Show Hockey. Like that has to be taken. That'd be great. We'll call it Bar Down with Adam Gong Show. <laughs> We call it Bar Down with Adam Gong Show. The RLF. <laughs> so stupid. I I would watch those. This is worse than the Sabres. <laughs> it's so dumb. I'm not proud. No, I'm just. Oh, sorry. No, you were talking. You're the one who was talking. No, listen. We're here for you. Bar Down with Adam Gong Show. <laughs> the title of the episode. Please, please let it be. <laughs> <laughs> bar down? Yes. yes. No, no, you can't. You can't throw bar down on sports. That try it. Why not? How about Adam? Bar Gong down show? is a saying. It's not an outlet. Okay, you can't just call. That's like saying yeah. my outlet's called the. Well, sorry. Bar down with Adam Gong sorry, Gong sorry show. asshole. We all have to use you that word. We're, we'll make it bar down with Adam Gong Show until I'm told otherwise. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. It's time to go bar down with Adam Gong Show. On the RLF. On the RLF. Oh, reacting Leafs fan here. I am reactive. I feel very reactive. Hey, bros. Here's bar down with Adam Gong Show. Jake Gardner fell down yesterday. I guess you could say he has wheeling problems. Anyway. Yeah, it almost ruined your morning. It did. It did. The whole thing. Adam was so angry. I didn't even know there was a negative reaction to this. Because I honestly didn't think people, like, I thought people would be like, oh, good for you. Because that was my reaction. Were, some were. I think most were. And some were indifferent. And that's fine, too. Yeah, yeah I was definitely Let indifferent. me tell you something about radio programming, kids. <laughs> Three to five on a Saturday afternoon, unless there's playoff baseball on, is a dead zone. So yeah. it makes it's a programming great, sense. Well, It's a great developmental time slot to be in, just like we were in overnights. Yeah. I started my career in overnights. What are we going to do? Knock Jeff Blair out? No. 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 We're going to. No. That's our, when we should be on is overnight. Boss Dave here at uh, Sportsnet 590 is going to go, well, I'll put those guys on super late and let yeah. them develop. Yeah. Kind of like putting us in the AHL. Yes. Right? Yeah. And um, he's going to be surrounded by radio talent. Yes. So <sighs> they're acting like <laughs> it's just going to be him in the so studio and just scream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I it it did. Um, 
It almost did. I was very disappointed. And oh, Dadam. I am not, and I'm, I don't say that often. Like, I, sometimes I'll say I'm mad, but I was disappointed. Like, it was, it, it hurt. Cause, uh, and again, I won't get into this, Ooh. but Ooh. I expect more. Oh, there it is. Okay. I expect more. And, um, I will say this you will free yourself when you accept that the world is not fair. Yes. You will be free to find your potential. Now, is it incumbent on you to try to make the world more fair? Yes. But also accept that there are going to be instances. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell you how many times in my career I've had instances where I thought I I should have that job and I didn't get it. Devastating moments. However, I kept working. Now that you have had a chance to look back a little bit, how many of the times where you thought you should have a job and didn't get it, do you now look back and go, oh, yeah, no, I shouldn't have got that. That was right. Every time. Yeah, for me, almost every Actually, time. you know what? There is one. No, there's one. There's one I still believe. Where you were like, damn it. Damn it. Yeah, but I let it go. Nah. But you know what? The best part about that is it opened up other doors. I wouldn't be doing this show. No one's making you do anything. No. It was I, I wouldn't go with the life's not fair route. I would go. Well, life isn't fair. Well, yeah. So regardless of the subject matter. Dispute me with it or not. It's not. Yeah. Like, I would just say, uh, oh, shoot. Where was I going with that? Uh, Oh, no one's making you do anything. Uh, So if you see an opportunity that you would like and you don't get it, your options are quit or keep going till you get it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yep. Two. Binary. (laughs) Those are your two options. That's, I don't know. I wish him the best of luck. I, and I wish I wish him the best of luck. I'm happy for him. And I hope his show is like any other show. It sinks or swims. Yeah, like any show. Any show. I'm happy for him. There it is. I'm happy for him. That's all. All right. Our final clip in today's Best Of is the biggest throwback Thursday we could have. It's the first ever episode of the Steve Dangle podcast. It happened on May 30th. 2013 the title of the episode was appropriately episode one and steve dangle and adam wilde were in i believe adam's basement quite literally in a in his mother's basement starting their little podcast i didn't even exist at this point as you'll as you'll hear i don't know how long you've been listening but you probably haven't been listening since day one and if you have Definitely tweet us. Tweet me, Steve and Adam. Let us know if you're a day one and you've heard this before. But if you want to sit through it, here's the first ever episode of the SDP. Enjoy. I'll see you next week. Okay, so welcome to something brand new. It's it's called the Steve Dangle Podcast. Uh, my name is Adam Wilde, obviously not the guy on the show. And uh, across from me is the guy whose wedding I'm going to crash next summer. Oh, my next goodness. Summer. Isn't that scary? Steve yes. Dangle. Hello. <laughs> so we're going to start this podcast and, and, and see where it goes. Actually, we're, we're, we're going to start this podcast with a scary piece of information. I uh, went and p- we I picked our suits. You already picked way. our suits? I, yeah. Yeah. Well, like you got to get fitted for them and everything and you got to do your own little customizations. But but like I know what the accessory color is going to be. Okay. So, okay. Black pants, jacket. Okay. That's nothing weird there. Uh, but the rest are, uh, are, is this supposed to be a surprise then, or it's no? It's it's got to match uh, what 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 the fiance wants, and, and which is what purple. 
Oh, so I'm, I'm down with that. <laughs> I'm all about purple. I know there's certain people in the wedding party of which I am a part of that will not be comfortable with it. No. Well, it's not bright, arrogant purple like Barney the Dinosaur. Okay. It's, like, it's, it's plum, actually. <laughs> It's plum. Actually, that's good. No it's longer a, like a man. A, like a I'm royal no old purple. No. That's all right. I'm okay with that. All right. So, <laughs> sports, hockey, yeah. man. Let's go do some push-ups. Yeah. And let's talk about the Chicago Blackhawks and the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Blackhawks taking an overtime 2-1. to one. And besides the fact that it's a game seven that goes to overtime, besides the fact that you've got two original six franchises, besides the, all the drama and the, the great history of both teams and how well they've done recently— there's some controversy. Yeah. And now, it, and there's everybody's talking about that Detroit goal. Was it a Hawks goal? Hawks goal. Hawks goal, I mean, sorry. Was it a goal? The, well, the Detroit got the call. Right. Um, sorry, I can't speak properly, but that's it's okay. Uh, I haven't had time to really go into, because I've seen some people go, now, now, wait a minute. Maybe, you know, that was the right call from Stephen Walkham. I've only seen the goal a handful of times. I don't, I don't understand how <laughs> it's not a goal. Okay. Um, the, so take us through it. If anybody who hasn't seen it, kind of describe what happened. Well, two players got tied up behind the play. And as the Hawks took a shot, put the puck in the net, uh, the whistle blows. And I guess you couldn't hear it over the roar of the United Center, right? It's very loud. You know, the dying moments of a game seven that's tied. Um, the, the goal was called back. And everyone lost their mind. Should there have been a whistle, though? Was it a quick whistle? Was it one of those? Because there's some weird quick, wh- short whistles, I guess they call them. Leagues, league saying yes? Well, yeah, and, and they they, they, uh, they support, uh, it's it's referee Wacom, I guess his name is. Stephen Wacom. Stephen yeah. Wacom. And he's been pretty solid. He's usually the guy in the playoffs. They handpicked him for that series because he's, he's so experienced. Yeah. So when you look at it yourself... Was the whistle unfair? Was there anything about the timing of that whistle that, you know, did the goalie, did he really have it or? Here's what I know about refs. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I had I had the uh, pleasure of being the uh, rink announcer, like an- announcing goals and stuff at one of the... Uh, Oh, what was it called? The research and development camps for the NHL. So they bring all the rookies and, and top prospects or whatever for the next year's draft, like the summer before they're drafted, um, to the MasterCard Center in Etobicoke, the Leafs practice facility. And they have them play scrimmage and all that stuff. And they test out a bunch of new rules and stuff. Uh, so you're that's hard on the players, but it's extra hard on the refs because they have a hard enough time with the rules that are already in place. Sure, yeah. So now they have the new rules and they would what would happen is so I'm I'm sitting in the in the box, right? And a, a play would happen and they'd all skate and converge, you know, right right in front of me, the the refs, and very confidently and dead-faced. I would love to see what it looked like from the stands, but they were all just like Okay, what was that? How did you how did you see that? I don't know. I did, was that the right call? You think that was right? I thought that was the right call. Okay, good. And they would skate off. Really? So, oh yeah. So these guys, I would love to know the difference between a really really good ref and a really really bad one. Me like, too. You I never I, hear refs talk about each other. No, and and that that's it's so funny because you know how like when you buy an NHL game, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, whatever. Uh, they've got a rating. Players have a rating out of 100. But wouldn't it be interesting if the refs in the game, that particular game, had a, a rating out of 102 and it threw the games for you or something like that? The NHL games need to have a mode where you can have a third buddy be the ref, like in the old <laughs> WWF That's games. a great idea. That's not offside. Why, no, no. And why do they not do that? That would be amazing online. Take it. Take the idea right there, Sean. Wow. I know, I know Sean, the guy. Who's Sean? Sean uh, Ramjagsing, I think is his name. Okay. Yeah, he's one of the developers for NHL. Okay. The NHL franchise. We need to send this to him. We need to send him this this podcast. We need to. Um, okay, so so when you when you have those referees at that school and that type of thing, and that that's how they kind of come up with what's going on, um, is this one of those things that you think they'll test out this summer then? Like, is this, because here's the thing, there's a, pro- there's a problem here, because this has happened more than once, right? This is something that's happened. There was a couple uh, in the Leafs series, Leafs Bruins series, there's a little bit, eh, there's a couple kind of yeah. short whistles and that sort of thing, and they seem to be, especially with whistles, they seem to be a little bit, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but there seems to be a not definitive answer on when the ref should blow the call. It's, I mean, uh, not blow the call, fastest blow the game on earth, and it comes at a price. Okay. Right, they're gonna miss some stuff, and they're gonna misinterpret some stuff, and maybe they're so good at it that that we don't see it. But what what I do like though is that the NHL released a statement definitively saying no, that this guy was right. Why we, do you like that? I like that because I believe them that they think that because last year uh, Marley's American Hockey League Finals uh, game three, so the Marleys are down two nothing. But game three is in overtime. If they win this, it's 2-1. That's a series. You know, you're in it. Mm-hmm. 3-0, you're screwed. There was a play in overtime, and it's impossible to describe over radio, I guess. But um, We'll try. Uh, it's difficult. Mike Koska, who was on the Leafs this year, was on the Norfolk Admirals. And he fired a puck in that took a weird bounce off the glass and beat Ben Scrivens while he was out of his net to play the puck. It was one of those weird bounces. So it was a that in itself made it a one in a million goal. But it was offside. It was technically offside, but the weirdness of the play, no one caught it. Okay. And the next day, the AHL released a statement saying that was the wrong call. It should have been called offside. Interesting. And it's like, well, do, well then he's going to replay the, the overtime. Yeah. <laughs> replay the overtime. Yeah, well, I, I've always wondered that, too. If when they apologize for things, because the mm. NHL has apologized before. Ah, uh, yeah. Rarely. Not, yeah, very. Very rarely. Very and, not often. And other and other leagues have, too. And you, you almost kind of wonder, like, well, shouldn't you shouldn't you replay it then? But you well, can't do but, that. But you can't. Y- yeah. You can't. So I like that they at least said, no, that was the right call. And... Hawks won the game, so no harm, no foul. Right. Admittedly, I wasn't watching the game very closely, and the second that call happened, I'm like, I want to see Detroit score in overtime just to watch Chicago just go right about it. Yeah. Well, you know what? Gary Frazier goes, I'm off the hook. And, <laughs> and I hate to make this bloody comparison because as a Leaf fan, and I am a Leaf fan, and I'm not going to hide that, yeah, even though we're doing a yeah. sports podcast, the only thing <laughs> that you hear about is that bloody 1993 missed high stick, Gary Frazier, Wayne Gretzky, Doug Gilmore, and you're like... Come on. Literally bloody. Yes. Yeah, I just... And that's uh, like, Now, is it time, and don't hate me for asking this question, is it time for a coach's challenge in the NHL? I hate you. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, absolutely. And... Not like, that that would have applied last night or changed anything. Well, no, but do it like the NFL does it. You get one a game. 
or whatever it is. Because people talk about slowing down the pace of the game. One whistle? Really? Yeah. Really? And, well, when, and, and, in a league where the LA Kings exist? Yeah. I or, mean, or when the, you know, the linesman won't drop a puck anymore. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, okay. How about coach's challenge and the ref can only throw you out of five face-offs a night? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's a rule. I, I like that. See, as a fan, I like that. There, there you go. Maybe it's like fouls. Maybe uh, each team gets five throwouts or whatever. Yeah, five throwouts and they boot them from the game? In the, and in the third period, you just see them both two-hand slash at the puck. <laughs> just not, not even care what's going on. You, We're that reinventing be, the game on this you podcast, know that You know with guys like Randy Carlisle, the throwout rule would become a part of the strategy. <laughs> Fraser McLaren now leads the league in face-off percentage. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes in and pops the guy like it's a rugby scrum. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. You, you see, folks, that's a, that's a thing that happens in rugby. I played the sport in high school. It wasn't yeah. very good. Um, I believe yeah. our high school team got creamed. I think I only showed up to practices and I forgot. I, for, I always forgot about the games and I just wouldn't show up. What's I think worst uh, teammate ever. I think our team was like. By the way, if you don't know, Steve and I went to high school yeah, together. I think our team was like one in fifteen while I was on it. The <laughs> fact that you won a game is impressive. I know, and that's over two years. <laughs> and then the next year they were really, really good, and okay. I wasn't on the team. Well, you know what? Sometimes I was a prop. That's sometimes not, that's not good when I'm a prop. Sometimes a system takes time to develop. Yeah. And you were part of the development of what became a fantastic system. I helped groom the kids. Exactly. I'm I'm the I'm the Jamal Mayers of this you, operation. You I didn't get any credit for oh. the success of the Leafs. <laughs> I'm, I was the Jamal Mayers of Sir Oliver Mowat. <laughs> there you go. I don't think Jamal Mayers wants that that kind of comparison made. But, but now he's <laughs> he's on the Hawks and he's good. Yeah, he is. He really is. Oh my God. <laughs> the Jamal Mayers of Mowat Rugby. Shout out to Scarborough, by the way. Um, okay, so Hawks and Kings and in the conference finals, you've got two teams that have won the Stanley Cup recently. Mm-hmm. Actually, all four teams have. The last four cup winners are the last four teams remaining. Which is which by the way speaks to all their systems. When was the last time that happened? I don't I, if it's ever happened before. Once? Okay, we're getting a, we're, our producer Chris is saying one time. When was that? Okay, Google Google that for us if you don't mind. This is great. This is why we have a producer. A producer um, slash Twitterer. Yeah. Uh, so Googler. while Chris is, is going in that, let's talk about the Kings and Hawks. Because the Kings had a kind of a slow start to the season. The Hawks had an amazing start to the season. Yeah. And now they've both kind of converged, and they are both they both seem to be, because the Hawks slowed down a little bit, and the Kings mm-hmm. definitely heated up. They seem to be both playing at a very high level right now. But the, the Hawks seem like the sloppier ones. Um, Slightly. Because, the, well... Maybe Detroit look, made them look sloppy? The, the sloppier ones that have won three straight games. You know? Okay. Uh, the last time the four previous Stanley Cup winners were in the final four teams in the playoffs was 1945. Wow. Says, what was the original uh, six? Check the ticker on Twitter. Wow. And there were only six teams in the NHL, so... So that would have been easy to pull off at that point. There are now five times as many teams. Holy smokes. That's, that's insane. That's a crazy stat. That's one of those stats that would drive Mr. Sutter absolutely nuts. Like so one the, of those... Oh, my God. The last time was was like Normandy. Yeah, re- literally. <laughs> no, but seriously. Holy smokes. Like Victor V-Day. Yeah. Straight up. Oh, my God. Um. Okay, so let's talk about the Kings and Hawks, though. You you think that the Hawks maybe have the momentum going in this series? Uh, not necessarily. What I really like about this series and the Final Four this series in particular, I guess, is they are um, 
in a league with 82 games a season, such a long playoffs, uh, so many teams, the, it's hard to get a dynasty going, and it's hard to get, it's hard to really look immortal. Oh, there. yeah, absolutely. But last year's playoffs, especially at the beginning of it, the Kings looked immortal. You could not beat them. Then, at the beginning of this season, the Hawks win 20-something games in a row. Immortal. You can't beat them. This unbeatable squad. And through the playoffs and as the season wore on and injuries or they slip up, get cold, whatever, they're both they're they're down to earth now. But yet they find each other as the final two teams in the West. So everyone is beatable. Even in the East, the Penguins, Crosby, Malkin, and yet they're relying on their backup goalie to be extremely hot. Uh, and if he wasn't, if he was just mm-hmm. playing as a backup, there you go. No more Pittsburgh Penguins. They go out in the first round of the Islanders. Right, right. We saw Absolutely. that series going seven. Well, exactly. And, and the Bruins. Going seven with the Leafs. No one saw that. The Le- you know, Nobody saw that. You know, Okay, people will make fun of me for saying this, but Well, Leafs, they're going to make fun of it anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Leafs in the finals this year would not have been a surprise. No. And you no. know what? What's interesting about that, too, had Montreal— It'd be an upset, had it, had, it, had it been Leafs-Montreal, the Leafs would have walked through that first round. The Leafs round. would have steamrolled the Habs. Uh, the Sens would be interesting. They might not—they might lose to the Sens. Right. But I think— I But think with the series Carlson him. had, and then Spezza kind of coming back, but he was really just a warm body. I didn't see him—he wasn't— well, and he that wasn't was, Jason and that was round two. Yes, exactly. That's what I mean, though. If we if we'd played them in round two, oh, I got Because if okay. you're playing the Canadians in the first round, you probably you know maybe you move on to the uh, sentence. Th- well, they would have got the Rangers. I oh, think. geez. And they beat the Rangers too. I think. Yeah, I think so. Boston steamrolled them. Uh, and then who do you get in the conference final? Probably Pittsburgh. Probably Pittsburgh, who beat the Leafs, but the Leafs played them very well. Yes. And Pittsburgh needed uh, at least one shootout to beat them. Right. So I mean. But it's that it's that Fast and the Furious thing. Like you didn't almost have me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's that's the Bruins are Vin Diesel right now. Yeah, They're they just are. like yeah, whatever, they kid. Are. You know, uh, almost had me uh, <laughs> up up three goals in the third. Whatever round three. Yeah, exactly. And that's Sun, you know, Sunny Jim. And that is a, a thing. that that game. We will revisit another day because that game is going to be analyzed to death as soon as these playoffs are over. That will be the game that is talked about until October next year. And every okay, instead of the and I know we're getting way off track here, but it's a podcast, so stick with us here. Well, um, any, anything remember, with me is not going to stay on track. Do you remember? Very long. And I know it's my job. I'm supposed me, to host me, this me thing and, and corral. But yeah. here's the thing: you, you remember how Phil Kessel every time they played the Bruins. Since Phil Kessel has come to Toronto, the story has been Phil Kessel's afraid of the Bruins. Phil Kessel can't play the Bruins. Uh. Phil Kessel, Tyler Sagan, Dougie Hamilton. Now it's going to be that bloody game. Now that one story that disappeared because of how great Phil Kessel played and how poorly Sagan and Hamilton played. And they really didn't play that bad. They just didn't mm. score a lot. I don't know if Hamilton was poor as much as Julian just doesn't like playing rookies. But yeah, yeah I, I understand you know what I mean? your They point. weren't bad. It was yeah. just that compared to Kessel, they weren't Kessel. Kessel was... Uh, he was on fire. Yeah. So that story goes away. One of away. the best players of the series. Yeah, exactly. That story goes away. And then all of a sudden, here we are with this freaking game. And we're it's going to, as mm. Leaf fans... Just know that it's going to haunt us, and it's going to be beaten over our heads, and every single fan of every other team in the NHL, all 29, even even fans of the Florida Panthers, when you chirp them, they're going to bring it back up to us. Oh, I like, 
it's almost it's almost good in a way that it, ha- it was a bonding experience for me in many ways. Okay, I got to one. I got to bond with my fiance because okay. she was born and raised in Aberdeen, Scotland. So like northern Scotland, moved here. Soccer family didn't care about hockey, and I raised her as a hockey fan mm-hmm. from scratch. I raised her. <laughs> I developed her you, like a first round you draft went, pick. But she was a long development. How long have you guys been together? Six years. So she, you know, she took a while in the minors. She took a while, but you know, she built up. And okay. it, like I still remember watching uh, the, the second round series between the Caps and Penguins a few years ago, and someone scored, and she went, "Yeah, wait, who do we want to win?" Oh. I still, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I don't, "We don't, we don't care, love. We don't. It's not the Leafs, but um." Uh, so I made her a Leafs fan and everything, and we were at Maple Leaf Square, and you should have seen the look on her face when Kadri scored the 4-1 goal, just ah, losing her mind. The only time I've heard her scream louder than that was when Eminem came out as a surprise guest at a Drake show. And which, I remember that show, and I wasn't there, and I could have gone. Yeah, ah, that's why I yes. brought it up, because I knew yeah. it would torture oh, you. But, um, bugs me to this day. She went, ah! and she was standing like right behind me, and I thought there was a murder. I was just and, Anyway, yeah. So and the look... On her face when they won, or when the Bruins won, certainly not the Leafs, in overtime. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, It was her first Leaf heartbreak, and I got to share that moment with her. <laughs> I got to pat her on the back and go, get used to it, love. That's, that, that's, is, that will happen. That will happen. That I, is your life now. That was her first time being genuinely disappointed in the Leafs. And then I see my uncle a few days later. After that, and we're talking about it, and you know, it brings down the mood. And he goes, I'll tell you a worse one, (laughs) I'll tell you a worse leave collapse than that. And I can't remember the year, but apparently, I don't know, the Flyers won like a couple straight cups or something. It was the the Broad Street Bullies, and the Leafs got them in like round two or something like that. And uh, I think they were up 3 1 in the the series, and the Leafs were wow in the 70s. And I want to say it was Eddie Shack. I should get my uncle to was explain the story. One of the players on the Leafs. In, Tiger was, Williams. It was Tiger Williams. Oh, do you know what I'm talking about? I think I know what you're talking about. And he goes, they're done like dinner. That's right. Done like dinner. Flyers come back and win the series. Oh. And Tiger Williams, who really didn't play that much. It was really up to Sittler and McDonald and all the other guys. And Salming, like all the guys who were actually playing the game. It doesn't matter. He said it. <sighs> It doesn't it. matter. Anyway, so back on track for a sec here because I am not that that <laughs> wasn't entertaining. How are we talking about the '70s Flyers? Yeah. I'm sorry. We're Leaf fans. We're this all like, about ourselves. Okay, this, this is, is what like, we do. When we were talking about the idea of this podcast, we were just sitting around like, "Oh, what sort of things would we talk about?" And we started on the Leafs, I think, uh-huh. and then it, it got to like Sidney Crosby's pant size. <laughs> yeah. Now he needs custom-made pants because yeah. his legs are like so. Well, he is weird. And you know what? We should talk about that someday because that's actually a really interesting story about Gary Roberts. You know, school and and Just but he's getting people jacked. Yeah, exactly. But we we got to say. <laughs> We do have to preview the conference finals here so we at least have some no, semblance of no. a podcast. Pens. All right, Kings okay. Hawks, because we got off the Kings Hawks and went on to the Pens. So I want to ask you, 
I don't know how we did that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's very frustrating. I'm supposed to be a professional broadcaster here. Um, I'm not Cash Connors, <laughs> Adam Wilde. <laughs> uh, by the way, shameless plug, my uh, show runs on uh, Kiss 92.5 Afternoons, Cash of Wild. Yes. And there's my. I, that's not my radio DJ voice, I promise you that. That would be so great if it would be was. awful. Awful. I would, it, I would punch me out. Here's Selena Gomez. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know the DJs that still do that, too? And let's not name any by name. But uh, Okay, so Kings Hawks. Adam Wilde. Who's the better coach, Sutter, Joe Qu- Quinville? Ah, oh, man, I don't know. Let's go with... I don't know. You don't know? No, you know what? Let's go... I'm going to say Quinville. I wanted to say Sutter at first mm-hmm. because he just kind of came in and and took the Kings from a crap team to a really good one. I think he's gotten the team to buy into a system really well. So maybe he is the better coach. I don't know. But Quinville coached a team to the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. and it had that team torn apart. Right. So and that season they lost, what, Niemi, I want to say? Oh, yeah. Niemi, uh, Versteeg, Ladd, who's now the captain of the Jets. Yeah. You know, Versteeg's the top scorer for the Panthers. So, so major role players at the Niemi's time. Niemi's nominated for the Vesna. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if Crawford was the backup the year they won the cup. I think he was like their third goalie. So he had a team t- torn apart. Oh, Bufflin. They lost Bufflin. No, they lost Bufflin. Um, and now he's on a different team playing a different position. But um, And now now they're the cup favorite again. Or at least they came into the playoffs the cup favorite along right. with Pittsburgh. So I don't know. I think that's that's pretty amazing that that he was able to take two totally different teams. I guess – Maybe the top line is still intact. Right, but and, there's and, a lot more to a team than a top line. As... Yeah, and, and a top defensive pairing and all that. And, sure. And I think we saw that with the... Oh, man, do I keep getting off topic? Whatever. I think we saw that with the Bruins. Okay, that's not off topic yet. Okay, good. <laughs> so we did see that with the Bruins, though. You're right. their weakness is defensive depth. Mm-hmm. Great defensive first two. And you get behind that... Behind the Chara, Seidenberg. And, uh, well, and when Seidenberg was hurt. Yeah. That really and, opened the door for the Leafs. And, and then when Ference was suspended. Yep. Although that game they didn't really take advantage of. I still feel like... No, well, it was game two, was it? I think they won. Was it game two? Yeah, they won. Oh, yeah, because he got suspended in game one. Okay, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I, it's so always, far in the past. I, I know, tried to block I'm that so series so foggy up. on details. That, was, that really was like a bad breakup. But you know, getting back on yeah, the track. Sorry. Better goalie. Hawks Ooh. or Kings? Oh, Kings. Kings. Jonathan Quick. I mean, it's Corey Crawford, I think, is underrated. People give him a hard time, but uh, it's Jonathan Quick. Okay. You, you can't. You can't. Who's the better leader, Taze or Brown? Taze for the Hawks, Brown's for the, Brown for the Kings. I think... Like, who's most likely to lead their team to victory here? The Hawks have a better leadership by committee, Okay, if that makes sense. So they got guys like Keith and... And Seabrook to kind of wrangle Taves, who probably, I don't know, that's pretty young to be a captain. Uh, Brown and the Kings, I don't know, they got a really good supporting cast too. That's This is what makes the conference finals so good, is I don't know. I don't like knowing. I don't like well, knowing, but you know? You're, okay, but this is kind of called the Steve Dangle Show, and we kind of need your expert oh, opinion on this. Oh, I'm not saying we shouldn't talk about okay. it. Okay, I, 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 I'm just saying. So we should, Here, you know what you so, never see when, when you when you tune into one of those panel shows? Who do you think is going to win this game, Jim? I don't know, Doug. Uh, they're two very, <laughs> very evenly matched. Te- they go, 
the Hawks. Yeah. Because, well, because blah, 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 and our interns <laughs> produced this highlight pack for us to show. <laughs> That's like, actually how it works. <laughs> Can you be honest for a sec? Well, yeah, and I think, well, the the traditional thought with that, and again, this is a little off track, um, is that in broadcasting, you can't say, I don't know. You got to have some sort of answer. Guess what? Yeah. I don't know. You don't know. But, okay, so you think better better committee of leaders, more experience in the leadership in the Hawks. Is that your answer? Yes, they've been better for longer. Better for longer. I will say. Fair enough. Yes. Okay, so moving on to... The Pens and the Bruins, who you were so excited to talk about. Sidney Crosby's legs and everything. Um, Oh, baby. We've got Pens and Bruins. uh, Same questions. Who's a better coach? Oh, Bilesma. Dan Bilesma. I'm not convinced Julian's a a good coach. Okay, why not? I just, again, it it goes with the whole depth issue. Um, Once you get past their stars, I think a good coach should be able to take a plug and make him really good, mm-hmm. or not necessarily a plug, but a role player. A role and play- put him in. Like in a- Carlisle, I his some of his lineup decisions are just mind-boggling to me. But he does know how to get the most out of certain players. The 07 Ducks that won the cup. I thought the best line on that team was Rob Niedemeyer, Sammy Paulson, Travis Moen. Yeah, the shutdown line. Absolutely. He's he's good at getting the most out of his players. I'm not certain Julian can do that with the Bruins. Okay, and so, he was an overtime winner against the Habs a couple years ago from getting fired. Oh, yeah, interesting. And well, and he wins right. a cup. You got to extend him and then give him a twenty thousand dollar ring. Also, right, so, <laughs> right. Okay, so then you've got um, or however much they cost for the Pens. You've got Vokun. Yeah. And for the Bruins, obviously, Tim Thomas. Not actually. <laughs> but we do need to talk about him a little bit yes. later. Um, so who's got the better goalie? Vokun. You think Vokun's the better goalie? I can't believe I'm saying that. In the playoffs, the playoffs are Over stu- Tuka Rask. You think that... The playoffs are stupid. That's why. My answer is because the playoffs are stupid, and Vokun is hot. We should hashtag that. Playoffs are stupid. Playoffs are we're stupid. We're going to put this on Twitter after we're done recording, and yeah. then hashtag playoffs are stupid. Playoffs are stupid. Okay. And uh, he, they got the hotter goalie, I think. Uh, and Rask is easy to, easy to rattle. Yeah, I was going to ask you about yeah. that. He seems to have mm-hmm. an attitude issue. He calls out his players on the ice. That's Almost Euro- in the P.K. Supan kind of way, the bad yeah. way. I don't. I don't have a problem saying this. That's a European thing. It I, is? I don't have a problem being Don Cherry about that and saying that's a European. Is that thing. a cultural? Is that a cultural thing? It, like, I saw it in the uh, well because I did the highlights for the KHL, uh, the KHL's YouTube channel this year, and and goalies over there, uh, you know, Russian or Finnish, Swedish, they do it all the time. If if a defender was screening them, they look him in the face and go, "Hey, idiot! Get out of my way! Get out of my freaking way!" And yeah, Rask Rask does that. Interesting. And, yeah, yeah. So. And it's how, just do you think that, how do you think that affects the mindset of his defenseman? And I mean, you you just talked about the Bruins not maybe having the most, uh, the strongest depth. Obviously, mm-hmm. not the strongest depth in the series, but uh, in their defense core. How do you think that affects the guys who aren't Zdeno Chara? Well, I think Chara would be the first to walk up to him and go, "Hey, don't feel bad about it, but don't freaking do it. <laughs> don't do it again." Right, and here's how you don't do it again. Here's here's what I saw. He doesn't seem like the the type of leader who yells at his players and whatever. Right. So I think he'd be the kind of 
wrangle him. It's someone's got to talk to Rask, though. That's what I mean. Right? That's what I mean. Uh, what, who, what, who talks to what him? What is the mental effect of Rask yelling at these defensemen that you know, you know, because you know, mistakes do happen. As we were talking about with the refs earlier, there is human error. This is a fast game. I think they're all uh, experienced enough and accomplished enough on the Bruins that they just kind of let it slide off. I think on a different team that might screw them up. That 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 might actually affect them. I don't. I don't think it has an effect on the Bruins. Nah. Okay. Nah. Okay. But right. Rasky's not very graceful when he freaks out. <laughs> he <always laughs> no, he's not. Down. Now I have to ask about leadership on both teams because mm-hmm. in uh, in many situations, a lot of people would say Sidney Crosby's a great captain, but that's been disputed recently uh, in, in the last couple of years mm-hmm. because they realize that. No, the guy's not perfect. Oh, my God. You know, people can rattle Sidney Crosby. Imagine. Imagine. Um, so what? who is the better lead? Who's got the better leadership group? Who's the better captains? Zidane Chara, Sidney Crosby, and their leadership, um, their, their assistant captains, I guess. I think Chara probably. Okay. Chara, and, and Chara's got Bergeron. Right. Right. And, and this is something that at least one Boston writer, I can't remember his name, said Bergeron should be the captain. And I don't know, whatever, whatever. He's wearing a letter. That's all that really matters. Um, but just older, more experienced. But watching that uh, 24-7 with, with the Penguins? Yes. Man, does everyone seem to listen to Sid. Everyone just, he's got this aura around him. And when he talks... You ever met Sid? No, I wish I have. I've okay. met uh, Stamkos a bunch of times. Yeah, I was wondering Everly. with guys guys that talented. I mean, there must be a, a certain degree of respect, mm-hmm. even from the guys who are kind of cocky and whatever. Who are like, you know, this guy is so good that I I think he deserves my attention. Oh, okay. You know I, what I mean? Like I that's what you. I mean. Like you know, he's such a good player that even the players that wouldn't normally pay attention to him would are are kind of like, well, he's Sidney Crosby. Well, see, that's that's. 24-7 is great because you don't really see those conversations, those interactions in the dressing room. Uh, and, you know, I've talked to these guys, I've interviewed them, but it's all one-on-one right. s- stuff, you know? And if you if you maybe get a couple players at a time, which I've done a few times, they just chirp, you know, one another and stuff. You You're joking around. And yeah, yeah, you don't actually get to see the power that they wield within the room. I would love to see that with the Bruins mm-hmm. or, or something like that. But uh, Okay. Oh, wait, they were in the 24-7 a few years ago, weren't they? I think so. There's been so many. Yeah. I'm just bitter that well, the Leafs haven't had one. Well, yeah. Whatever. You know what? I'm actually kind of happy that they haven't because I think a coach from every single one of them has been fired the season of the 24-7, hasn't it? Hasn't that oh, happened? A good, well, hmm, a couple yeah, of coaches hmm. have. Oh, Bruzgalov's career has really taken oh. off, I think. <laughs> His career as a media superstar has, has taken off. Um, wow. Wow. He is... He's Ilya Bruzgalov, and every time he says something, it makes me happy. I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I wish he had Twitter. He needs to. Uh, he, I think he's got it. But he, Does he? He, he? he just he doesn't tweet very okay, much Okay, I wish anymore. he used it to there tell us go. what he really thought. He Well, and he says what he really thinks in Russia. A lot of the – we need more reporters who speak Russian. Okay, my buddy Andre, uh, A.O. Sajenko, you can follow him on Twitter, does, and I always tell him, I go, you have a gift – that like less than ten reporters in this industry have, yeah. Like or well, the ability, ten prominent ones. And Russian is such a different. It's it's such a different language. It's yeah. so you know everything is different about it. And Grabowski's like reading some of Grabowski's uh, interviews that he does in Russian. He's a different sounding guy. He sounds hilarious. But uh, uh, there's there's this great story from this past season. Uh, Andre told me where this one reporter had an interview lined up with Brzezgalov, 
And Brzezgalov texted him back. You know, he was late for the interview, and he goes, sorry, can't talk now, in my spacesuit. What? Right, and I thought that was just him being a dick and blowing off the interview. A couple days later, this special comes comes on TV, or Russian TV, whatever it was, and he's in a cosmonaut suit. Actually? <laughs> he was actually in, like, a space training facility or something me. like that or some museum he was in a car so he probably oh one sec guys need to <laughs> pulls out his phone and just texts oh can i'm wearing wonder, a space diaper i wonder too if that's like stuff that he collects he's got millions of dollars right what do you spend it on so just, i wonder if that's a legitimate cosmonaut suit you might like oh no no it, it was it wasn't like a replica or anything no no it was that's, it was it was a suit that, it was can't a, come in my spacesuit. Can't or uh, can't talk. I'm in a. Could there be a better excuse to blow anything off ever? <laughs> yeah, like, sorry, man. You know what? Like you have a one night stand with a girl, and it's like I'm sorry, but I got to get into my spacesuit. So you got to go. That's I will a, call you a cab, <laughs> but I'll be getting in my spacesuit as you leave. It's like Poochie from Itchy and Scratchy. I have to go now. My planet <laughs> needs me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that yes, yes, that was very funny. He's yeah. got to do that. Oh. He's got. He needs to. He. Oh man, it's a shame Mike Smith is doing so well in Phoenix and Brzezgalov is making so much because he needs to go back to Phoenix and never speak to anyone ever again. No, and, and he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He needs to go to Montreal oh. where the media is hot on you all the time and just keep talking. I don't want him in Toronto because I'm a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, uh, but no. I would love to see him in Montreal just to... Yeah, and I bet you want the Habs to lose. Was Gauthier, if Gauthier were still the manager, the general manager there, I feel like they'd make a trade for him. Oh my god! I feel like they're. Be, 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 no, I'm kidding. I'm, <laughs> he wasn't that bad. <laughs> he did trade for Curry. Curry, uh-huh. Curry, Curry Price needs to pull yeah, up the well, socks a little bit. Sochi. It's true. Very true. Okay, so which that's another podcast altogether. Yes, it is. I we was do. about to get into it, and I just I saw the look. Well, <laughs> no, well, it's not the look. It's just I, I, I. It's like, well, we're gonna have more episodes. This isn't the only yeah. one. So let's. I mean, cash, let's, cash. Let's, where's cash? Yeah, I let's hold cash. off on some stuff. Well, cash usually does my job on our show, but um. Oh, okay. Okay, so let's go from ridiculous. <laughs> He's listening like not so easy, is it? <laughs> <laughs> on a list of ridiculous goalies in the NHL, Bridgegalov number one, Tim Thomas number two. Which is impressive because he hasn't played all year. Yeah. So. But, I mean, Tim Thomas, the same guy who says, I won't go to the White House because I don't believe in the president, da-da-da-da-da. Uh, I believe in family morals and values, but I'm not going to fulfill my contract. And I'm eating Chick-fil-A. Exa- yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. By the way, I support a fast food restaurant that has an anti-gay stance he's randomly. An, he's an amazing story. because, Like, uh, man, I wish. Uh, who did this piece on him? Uh, anyway, uh, basically, he grew up very poor. Uh, somewhere in Michigan. I want to say Flint, Michigan. That makes sense. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, and his parents had to sell their engagement rings or wedding rings or something in order to put him through some tournament or buy him equipment or something. I can't remember. They were broke. And he didn't really become a starting goalie in the NHL until he, he was in his 30s. He he was drafted in 1994, mm-hmm. late, by the Quebec Nordiques. First of all, I, I would just love to see Tim Thomas play in Quebec. <laughs> but... Um, he toiled in the minors for a long time, played in Finland, and he really only became a starter because the Bruins thought they had Andrew Raycroft and then right. very did not have Andrew Raycroft, went through a couple or other Andrew goalies. Raycroft just didn't have it. Well, yeah. And then, well, he got hurt. But uh, anyway, yeah. he got hurt and then, oh, you know, played all but 10 games the next season with the Leafs. Um, <laughs> and then uh, they said, well, I guess we got this Tim Thomas guy. 
Mm-hmm. And I and I remember when he started doing well and had these Vesna like numbers, everyone's like, well, when's that going to come back down to earth? I remember that too. And then he just, they never did. And then he got hurt and wasn't very good. I think he won the Vesna, was the backup the next year to Rask. And that was the year the Bruins had the 3 nothing lead on Philly and got reverse swept right. by them. Next year, uh, he becomes starter again, and I think they won the, the Cup that year. That's right. I think that's the timeline. He's had a weird career, but uh, the point, I, the reason I brought up Michigan, he came from this poor background, and then he was just like millions of dollars. Ah, eh, throw it away. I don't need it this year. Tell you what, nothing. Did he do what he did? And and we're gonna get to the actual point of the Tim Thomas discussion right, in a second. Right, right. But did he do what he did uh, because? He wanted to prove a point to everybody in the NHL, like, I'm Tim Thomas and I can do whatever I want. Was this an ego move as much as he said it was a family move? Because he seems like a guy with a bit of an ego, just based on his actions. And he might, listen, he might be a nice guy, but to not go with your team to the White House based on political convictions, that's ego. Straight up. You're being a petulant child. Well, and it also shows how good he was uh, the the year they won the Cup because, uh, you know, people asked the Bruins about that, uh, you you know, him not going to the White House. And they were all pretty open about, like, well, it's just Tim being Tim. So it was pretty clear that they didn't like him for a while. But being good makes a lot of people shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and makes a lot of people like you. Ray Lewis. Perfect example. Yeah. So Accessory to murder. But, yeah, we're probably going to be in the NFL Hall of Fame. There's an Old Spice commercial. Yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. And, uh, well, that's a whole nother story. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, really really shows how good he was. And, I don't uh, Maybe he's just weird. Maybe he's just genuinely weird. Maybe it's not so much an arrogance thing, but he's just a weird. He may just be a weird guy. Might just be a weird dude who likes hanging out in a bunker. So he tells, yeah. So he tells the Boston Bruins last year after the season's over, you know what? Not for me. Not going to (laughs) play. I might come back, but I might not. Hmm. And the Bruins are like, we like definitive. So they trade him to the team that doesn't like definitive, the Islanders. And they also <laughs> they also needed to, you know, the Islanders hit, had to hit their cap, right? Which is why they took on the $5 million hit. They didn't pay him anything. On though, this right? week's episode of Goalie Hoarders. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Truly, though, you've got DiPietro I got my DiPietro contract hanging up here, and it's covered in cat poo. Yeah. Just like everything in that show is covered in cat poo. Everything, yeah. There's Goalie a- Hoarders. <laughs> Next on TLC. <laughs> and I got my new new contract right over here. His name's Tim. Yes. Say hi, Tim. No. <laughs> no. That'd be great to see one of the cats just go, be, no. No. <laughs> um, with, with Tim on the Islanders, the chances of him playing for the Islanders are pretty, pretty slim. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But the rumor today on Twitter, oh. and I love Twitter love for Twitter. this, and I hate Twitter for this, because mm. as a Leaf fan... We are constantly bombarded with rumors. Well, Tim Thomas to the Leafs. It, for what and for what reason? Why? The Leafs have had conversations, Adam. That's the rumor. According, But it's not... If a basement... If I came out with this rumor, the story would be, oh, some basement blog... First of all, I do all my blogs from upstairs. Yeah. From, across the hall from my parents' room. Okay? That's true. So not in the basement... It's across the hall from my parents. Thanks. Um, but if I came up with this, I'd get skewered. But it's Howard Berger. Now, Howard is a is a former Sportsnet uh, 590 reporter. He followed the Leafs mm-hmm. for years. Yep. And he does blogging for, is it Eklund's site? 
Hockey Buzz? Hockey Buzz, I, yeah. I, the I, site that Eklund is on. Yeah, don't I don't follow him closely enough. I don't know. Oh, that's all I know. Um and from all accounts a nice guy. Yeah. Um so would Howard, mm-hmm. several years removed from following the Leafs, uh, and this is not a bashing thing, but would he still have the same sources that he did when he was following the Leafs? How does he uh, know that? How would he know that? Well, here's the thing. I don't believe he's making it up. But I believe it might have been, I think GMs kick the tires every day and go, well, what about this? What about this possibility? What about that possibility? And it's and it's nothing. It's absolutely nothing. The FNUF trade took like six months did it really or something like that it took months and months and months it took a long time and I love that oh, I read this somewhere I can't remember where but the final part of it was Burke goes you need to give us Frederick Schuster for Jamal Mears in the deal and I'm like that's that's that was the trigger wow. really <laughs> You yeah. get enough for- and Schuster wasn't bad. I don't know what happened to him, no. but he was—he was a great penalty killer for a team that couldn't kill penalties, right? It was very weird. Um, but um, but yeah, with with this, so you think that they—I mean, they're probably—I mean, they kick tires over Mika Kiprasov too. Oh. So my question is, why? Why do we really need a veteran presence? Because Ben Scrivens played great hockey. Not only played great hockey, but if you really see his relationship with Reimer, Reimer's in his happy place with Ben Scrivens. And Scrivens is in his happy place with James Reimer. And they're both – these guys I've I've met uh, enough times that I'm confident saying they're just genuinely good attitude people. And Gustafson, we, we can get into the conversation of whether or not Gustafson's a good goalie or whatever, but he had his breaking the stick over the crossbar and screaming, and he had his tantrums. These guys are – for the most part, happy-go-lucky guys. There mm-hmm. was once or twice Ben Scrivens at a practice broke a stick or whatever. They put themselves in their happy place. Would it be nice to have a JSG Gare around and kind of be like, I've seen this situation before, kids. Buckle up. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You'll get through it. Then hire yeah, them as a, be good. I'll hire them as a goalie coach. At least have unlimited resources. What, like, why is it that we have to go out? Because if you, if you go out <clears> and you get a veteran goaltender, then you have to dress them. And then you're mentoring one goalie instead of two goalies because mm-hmm. Scriven sits because Reimer played lights out in the playoffs. He was awesome. And something that the the Penguins and, and pretty much every team in the Final Four right now have shown that it doesn't hurt to uh, develop your own team. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Have them grow up together and figure it out together. Um, and go through the big Game 7 losses together. Yeah, this is a good thing. That I... Yeah, the Leafs lost. At least I'm telling myself that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because if I don't laugh, I'll cry. So likelihood of Tim Thomas actually coming to Toronto? No. Not going to happen? No. Okay. Also, I thought, you know, $5 million salary, that doesn't make a lot of sense. The Isles would have to retain salary or some sort of the new craziness that goes with the the new CBA. I don't understand how it works. All right. So not, don't give too much credence to the rumor. They probably had the conversation, but not going to happen. It's one of those things where it's like, hmm, the numbers on my website are dipping. Might as well throw this out there. It has some legitimacy. Here you go. It's hit fodder. You know? Okay. Website hit fodder, I think. All right. Yeah, well. Don't blame them for doing it. I, I think it's it's based in, in truthfulness and reality, but. So moving on to our last story um, on the Steve Dangle podcast. Uh, okay. Mooseheads win the Memorial Cup. Halifax. Which, when I lived in Halifax four years ago, they had just lost everybody and they stunk. They stunk out the building. They lost uh, Brad Marchand, I think. Yeah, we like they there, lost yeah. all their good players, and then 
and they stunk out the building. But now they're awesome again, which is good. And then they're going to lose all the good players and they stink out the building again. That's junior. Yes. So that is junior hockey. What? Unless uh, you the Knights. What do we take away from the tournament and from the minor league season this year? What, what are the rankings? Let's talk draft a little bit. Sure. Just a little bit. Junior hockey is really, really, really exciting. Um, that doesn't necessarily make it good hockey all the time. But it's really, really, really exciting. Goals and scoring chances and big saves and all that stuff that we love about the NHL come from mistakes. Uh, mistakes and a uh, uh, a lot of skill. Junior has a, uh, well, we'll say a wide variety of, uh, of skill sets. Okay. <laughs> you have your, you have your Nathan McKinnons. Yeah, right? the guys who are at the top of the draft class. The top of the top of the top, and then you have your twenty year old overager who is f- just fighting for a spot to stay in the league, or your sixteen year old rookie who uh, they just said, "Hey, I know you've been a forward all your life, but you're big, so we're going to put you on defense." Right. So you got the cream of the crop, and you got some guys who really haven't quite figured it Who, out. when they're 40, will say, well, I played junior with him. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Drinking beer on a patio somewhere. Yeah, got their Letterman jacket on when they're 30. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, all those exciting things come from mistakes. And in junior, there's just more. There's more. And that's the same reason why people love NCAA football and basketball, right? It's, exactly. It's, exactly. You know, 3 nothing lead in the third period for Team Canada against Russia. Hold on to your butts, folks. Yeah. Russia evaporates. wins 5-3 in, in regulation. Yep. The States have a two-goal lead on Canada, less than two minutes to go or whatever it was the year before. Eberle, boom, boom, ties the game. Canada loses in overtime. So what do you think uh, What do you think the effect on this year's draft will be based on that tournament? Because that is, you know, those that's under, that's the pressure cooker, right? That's when you see the players who truly are there to play and have the mental mindset mm-hmm. and don't underestimate that. I think the mental mindset of certain players, like guys like Gary Roberts, Gary Roberts was always a very strong player, mm. but the, what made Gary Roberts Gary Roberts was his mentality, was the way he thought about the game, was how he, fearless he was, what a leader he was, and he was like a bull. So, from that, what what do you see coming out of this, and, and the effect on the draft? Well, scouts love to tell you that it means nothing. And I like to hope that it means nothing, these little small tournaments, um, because, you know, a player plays 60-plus games or whatever in a season. Nathan McKinnon's been in the league a few years. You know, you get to scout him, see how he's improving, see what his weaknesses still are from year one, what he's, you know. and But he wasn't number one heading into this. Okay. And now he's ranked number one. So then it does have an effect. I, I Of Maybe course it has it an does, effect. But they would tell you, you know what? They were so neck and neck in this tournament and da da da. It was, it was him and Drew Ann and Seth Jones, right? The top three? Yeah. But what what is amazing is how passionate some people are about McKinnon should go number one. Seth Jones should go number one. No, Drew Ann is, is amazing. He's the best player. How would you know that unless. You're like a Halifax Moosehead season seat holder. Yeah. I, I love people who watch the World Juniors, watch the Memorial Cup, and go, ah, I know everything there is to know about these kids. Right. How would anyone in Toronto have a proper opinion about Seth Jones, who plays for the Portland Winterhawks? Right. Exactly. You know, well, you need the Sportsnet package for sure. Yeah, you do. And, <laughs> right. and, and, and also, you need you know? to not regurgitate everything you hear on your morning sports headline shows. Mm. Right. XX. Carrie Frazier sucks 01 on HF board says. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to take his opinion. And <laughs> yeah. I'm also, because Jay Onright said it, I'm going to take his opinion. Yeah. 
even though nothing wrong with Jay. Jay's a pretty smart guy. But you very know, smart. I talked to him recently. Did you? That was. I don't have to do this very often, but I had to like psych myself up to like go say hi. To I him. get starstruck if it was him. I love him. I I'm gonna miss him and Dan. But like I, again, I've talked to Stamkos. And yeah, like Everly and like, but I'm just like ah, another day at the office. Jay Onright, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> hi Jay, and I called him up, and like, I'm like, do I say hi Jay, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Onright, sir? Like we went to high school together, Adam Wild Styles. Like yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, you never call me Adam and be like, yo, biatch, what's up? Yo, <laughs> I was, I was, I caught myself there. <laughs> yeah, could have been something else. Although, Although I, we don't sm- have any smell, but we could probably swear, but I don't know if we need to. <laughs> Yeah, buddy, <laughs> we're not being regulated by anything, so no, no. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. Podcast, yeah, exactly. Um, so when you talk to him, mm-hmm. tell me about it. What was it like? Oh, jeez, brilliant guy. Like what I, uh, and it was weird hearing him calm and like cool and professional talking mm-hmm. because he's always just so so animated on the air and everything. And and when I was. For context, ladies and gentlemen, I worked at the NHL Network for the last few months of the season, and that's in the TSN studios. And he's re- he is off air, running around the studio screaming. It's hilarious. He's so so funny. And then I had him on the phone, and basically what I'm trying to do is is have a beer or a coffee with as many people as possible to to I just get their advice. I'm not I'm not asking for a job. Well, it's the, it's the best or whatever. It's like when Mario Lemieux takes Sidney Crosby in and makes him live at his house for a year, right? It's that kind of oh, you know. Well, yeah, it's that it's that <laughs> mentorship. You're looking for that. So. Right. Or, or just, you know, tell me I'm on the right path. Tell me I'm on the wrong path. Tell me mm-hmm. something and and it was weird having a real professional conversation with him. I'm like Where's the you blew it graphic? Yeah, where's, re- <laughs> where's, where's all the funny stuff? Yeah. Where's Tim? Did you meet Tim? No, no he was on the phone. Solid. Ah. Like, just some stranger who had never met him before. I said, hey, Jay, I went to the same school as you, just certainly not at the same time. Can I get a coffee with you? Can I get a beer with you or whatever? He goes, tell you what, call me on Monday. Nice. At, at noon. And I called him Monday at noon. Excellent. And, and he answered his phone. It was, yeah, really cool dude. Uh, dude. Well... Um, okay, so we got to wrap it up quick. So, what are the what are the draft rankings right now? It's I think it's McKinnon one, Jones two, Drew and three. Okay, I think. Okay, it doesn't matter really who goes first because honestly, uh, you know, the top three are the top three. They're all going to be great, probably hockey players. We don't see an Alexander Dag happening. Cam here. Barker, Cam Barker, <laughs> Vancouver Canuck, Cam Barker. <laughs> Our producer Chris, who you can't hear exhaling deeply off the mic. We got to put you on a microphone next show. Um, is a huge Canucks fan, so this is going to be a fun dynamic, I think. And and I've got you know my co-host Cash on uh, the Cash and Wild show is a huge Ottawa fan, and we'll have some fun. We're having fun. Oh yeah. Um. So listen. Uh. This is we're gonna wrap it up right now because this has been a very long. I think we talked for much longer than we thought we would. Uh. But I hope you've enjoyed it. It's the very first Steve Dangle podcast, and we're going to keep doing this. We're going to try to do this a couple times a week, yes. um, and especially in the fall. Through the summer, I mean, there's it's just hard to find NHL stories to talk about sometimes, Whoa. so we're not going to pretend that there's something to talk about. Sidney Crosby's pants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but as soon as the fall hits, and, and, and through the rest of the playoffs, we're just gonna, we're going to try to pump out two of these a week, and then we're going to have specific days that we set them out on. So if you've listened this far in the podcast, thank you so much. Um, You're beautiful people. You are. You, you you look really great today, actually. I like what you did with your hair. Yeah. And if you don't have any, 
we like that too because you didn't do anything with it. You, you just shaved it all off and it looks awesome. So. Cash. <laughs> Mom. Wait, no. Uh, uh, okay. All right. And so um, quickly, you can follow Steve Dangle on Twitter. Steve. Steve underscore Dangle. And my name is Adam Wild. W-Y-L-D-E. No underscores or anything like that. The only thing is I tweet about celebrity gossip and stuff too because that's my other my other job. And bum pictures. Yeah. So you're going to get hockey and you're going to get Justin Bieber. So lucky you. Rihanna sometimes. Right. Would you... Would you enjoy following me? Is it that? It's a little, it's a, it's a bit of a chore. Wow. It's a, it's a bit of a chore. No, I like your tweets. I like, a, I do. It's a I bit like of a tweets. chore. Adam, Adam's upset. Adam, Adam and I, and I'm, uh, uh, wow. <laughs> what just happened in my mouth there? I don't know. Adam I'm not and sure. I, did you want to repeat uh, that? Um, uh, slept in the same basement recently. We did. Very sober. <laughs> so often is we're actually, we're yeah, actually we, good friends. We woke up Believe to a grandfather clock going ding, and I'm like, Steve, at it's, eleven o'clock. Steve, it's eleven o'clock. We should probably get going. And I'm like, you know what? We did the same thing at fifteen. We're twenty five years old. That's fine. We yeah, thirty five. We'll still be waking up on those couches. Yes. Then it might start to get sad. Maybe <laughs> dad it just hits me in the head with a baby toy. Uh. <laughs> It'll be like Step Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this house is a present. <laughs> you can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Steve Dangle and facebook.com slash Adam Wild on air. Facebook.com slash Steve Dangle page. Oh, fine. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. Steve Dangle page. I had to be difficult. That's because I signed up for a Facebook page and then screwed it up somehow and I had to. Basically, I took my own name. And then you, I'm cyber squatting my own well, name and had to make a new one. I'm sure the four I'm extra stupid. digits it cost you is not that big of a deal. So Steve Dangle Page mm-hmm. and Adam Wilde on air, Facebook. And uh, we will talk to you hopefully very soon. And we'll tweet out when that's going to be because we really don't know yet. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle. At Adam W-Y-L-D-E. And at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.